We are here for another episode of the Sexy Real Estate Recruiting Podcast. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about today's topic, as I always am. But before we get to it, it is, um, it is still the morning. So how you doing, my friend? Uh, it, I'm doing, a, doing fantastic. I'm not as blue as I look on the camera, by the way. So I, I really didn't have any control over the lighting and everything. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm not blue in spirit, although I might be blue in, uh, blue in, in the, the video we got going here. Yeah, guys, you, 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 you won't be able to see him, obviously, because we don't, we don't do video on our podcast. But, man, he looks like he's in like a nightclub or something. <laughs> it, is, it is dark. It is blue. and uh, <laughs> Maybe that's what the thumbnail for this one will be, is me as Papa Smurf. Yeah, exactly. We'll do that. Papa Smurf, Papa Smurf Pundell. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to be a? Do you want to be a? Just because you're a great realtor doesn't mean you're a great Papa Smurf. How about that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that yeah, that that that's a great little transition into what we're talking about today. So, so m- most brokers, right? They were, um, they were great realtors. You know, they're yeah. great listing agents, buying agents. They're like, you know, I just, uh, you know, I want more. We talk about being an entrepreneur, or becoming a brokerpreneur. Yep. Um, but then they get, they get, you know, to that next level and they're like, Whoa, this, this isn't necessarily the same. Right. And so, so today we're <clears> gonna, <throat> you, you give me the official title, Matt, what are we going to be talking about? Uh, just a uh, great realtor doesn't mean great recruiter. I mean, that's, if we had to break it down to an official title, I mean, that's what, that's what I think it would, that's what I think it would be. And, and part of the, part of the reason for this is, is, you know, we have conversations on a pretty regular basis with, uh, yep. with broker owners. And, and it's almost like they're, they're saying that their recruiting skills are good enough, right? It's yeah. like being half of a Jedi. Yeah. Right. I'm almost a good Jedi, but not really great Jedi. I can't lift the whole, the whole fighter out of the swamp, right? <laughs> I can yeah, kind yeah, of try yeah. to lift it, but I can't lift it, but I can't lift the whole thing. Right. And, uh, and, and so part of that is just preparation, right? But part of that is just being honest and real with yourself. And, and so the difficult thing is, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of agents work really hard to get very good at what they did. And then they bought a company or maybe they were naturally really good at something else and yeah. they bought a real estate company or they stepped in as a broker and they're really good at it. And so they automatically think that that transitions into being a good recruiter and it, and it just doesn't, you know, being a great listing agent doesn't make you a great buyer's agent. Everybody knows that being, oh, yeah. being, Right. Being being great at answering God a minutes doesn't mean that you, that you can that you've got a great listing presentation. Right. That doesn't mean that you can convert leads. So you they had to work on all these other things. And that's that's the frustrating part for us. Right. I mean, we talk to people and, and it's almost like they say something that's as important as important as recruiting that they can just be good enough. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we you know, we've mentioned this a couple of times in the last few podcasts. Um, we did, we did a series for dot loop and the first video that we did in that, in that vid, in that recruiting series was retention versus yep. recruiting mindset. And how many brokers do we talk to um, who are just like, well, gosh, like when I talk to my agents, like they love me. Yep. Right. They, they love me, you know, cause they know I've always, you know, you say I got a minute. They know I've always got a minute. Right. But what, but what we find is a lot of those brokers have so many got a minutes. Yeah, because they're trying to not do what they're not good at, right? Which is which is recruiting, right? And they think that got a minute equals retaining, right? And and that's also that's a that's a whole different podcast. We're not even gonna we're not even gonna get into we're not even gonna get into that exactly. So so I think probably the biggest thing if 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 somebody out there is listening to this and they're like, really, I, I really do want to become better at recruiting. I do want to kind of level up my game. I do want to take that next step, and and I want to lead in this in in this uh, arena for my office because I know my office needs that growth. I think the first thing they got to do is they got to kind of set their ego aside. They got to have a little bit of humility and they got to, and they have to admit if they're weak in this 
that they need to take steps in order to be able to, in order to be able to, to get over that weakness. If you're going to lead and you're weak in something and it's something that's important and it's something that's critical to the mission, guess what? It's time to get better at it. Yeah, absolutely. And you, and, and you said, you know, something critical to the mission. Jock, Jocko, well, I think it's Willink. If I'm yeah. butchering his name, yeah. people's yeah. extreme uh, ownership. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. He wrote a book called Extreme Ownership, and it talk it talks a lot about these things. I mean, he talks about how the 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 leader of the organization or the leader, you know, of the his his SEAL team, uh, being him, really really must own every aspect, right? Like you said, yep. set, set ego aside. It's really it's really easy as a broker owner, especially if you've got people underneath you to say. Um, listen, there's, you guys aren't doing a good job recruiting. Right. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you need to, you need to, you need to step it up. Right. And you know, we, 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 you and I talk, talk a lot about um, when, when we're coaching these, these broker owners um, of, you know, they they have two and, and, and three star recruiters on right. their team, Yep. but you know, they're, they're expecting them to recruit like, you know, five-star players. Right. Yeah. And it's just and, not the and, same. And, it's not the same. The, the group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whenever you have those underperformers, you basically have a choice, right? You say, okay, well, do I need to, to, to update their position, right? <laughs> right? Ter- terminate that person, put a new player in, put a new recruiter in, or do you say, you know what? Nope. I'm ta- I'm taking ownership of this situation. I'm yep. the, I'm the leader. Um, it is my responsibility to train or give that person, you know, the means to become better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic point that they, you have to make sure if you're, if you're the one that's leading in this situation, just because somebody had a specific skill set that was really good, doesn't make them a five-star recruiter. Doesn't make them a five-star option for wherever you want to place them on the team, right? A five-star linebacker doesn't make a great five, uh, five-star quarterback, right? That's exactly so, right. Yeah. So, uh, so I think, uh, I think something important to, uh, to l- let me give an example, right? Okay. I, I think, uh, I think this might, I think this might help. So if you're out there in podcast land right now and you're listening to this podcast, I want you to think about what you feel like you're the best at in your business. What are you really good at? And so let me, let me give you an example in, in mine. Mine was follow up and follow through, right? When I was selling, I was just, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I was just naturally good at follow up and follow through. It just felt like automatically something that I had to do. I felt uh, guilty and incomplete if I told somebody I was going to do something and, and I didn't do it, right? Yeah. So that, so that really bothered me. Uh, that really bothered me a, a lot. Okay. So that transitions really well into recruiting, but I had to figure out where it transitioned well into recruiting. You follow me? I didn't, yeah. I couldn't just say, Hey, I'm good at this. And, right? <clears throat> so if, if you're really good at your listing presentation, right, then that might mean you're going to be good at the interview part of what you do with, with recruiting, but there's other pieces to the recruiting puzzle that you have to make sure that you pay attention to. What are your skills and how do they rate and how do they stack up to the different parts of what you do from a recruiting standpoint? That's what's going to make a big difference is you understanding those things, figuring out what they are, what you're good at and how they exactly fit into your plan. The things that you're no good at, guess what? As a leader, you got to find somebody else. That's what you were just talking about, putting those two, three, four-star people, five-star people in the right position. So, so if I was out there and I was trying to, yeah. I was trying to really assess if I'm any good at this, first thing I'd do is I'd write down what I'm good at. Right now, as a, as a real estate agent, as a broker, as a whatever, do it on a cocktail napkin if you have to. Write down three things that you're good at and then figure out how to weaponize those in your recruiting process. 
Yeah. And, and if, and if you have any, you know, let's say you write those three down, you're like, gosh, I just don't, I don't know how to weaponize those things. <clears throat> if, if you guys go to our website, prospectboomerang.com, um, there's, there's green, green buttons all over the place there that say, you know, schedule a free consultation. You know, we, we would absolutely love um, to talk to each and every, <clears throat> to each and every one of you about what those strengths are, about what those skill sets are. Um, and, and, and help you figure, figure out a way to, to, to move forward and, and, and weaponize those on your own. And so, just, just get a point of view that, that might be outside of what you've been looking at is the, is the biggest thing. It'll take just a few minutes to do it. We'll get it. You'll take off running. In a couple months, we can talk again if that's what, if that's what works for everybody, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you, and you made a great point there about, you know, you may have been a great listing agent. <clears throat> Sorry. You may be a great listing agent, so you may be really good at the initial appointment. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Um, but that does, but that doesn't mean like, hey, you you go in there, you sit down, and you, you know you promised in the world, and this is where you were talking <laughs> about follow up and follow through. Yep. Um, you go in there, yeah, I got, I got, I'm so good at recruiting agents, but for some reason, like they leave after a month, right? <laughs> and right. it's, and it's, and it's the same reason that maybe you know when you were when you were getting all those listings that your sellers were saying, listen, like you said, you're going to give me an open house every week, and right. You know, I'm not having any up and houses. Right. Uh, so, so make sure that you're following up and you're, you're, you're doing follow through, you know, throughout, throughout the recruiting process and, or the re-recruiting process as, as we like to call it. Yeah. So, so uh, again, a, a great point. So let's, uh, let's dig into that just a, just a little bit more. <clears throat> if you don't have a plan of what you're doing from a recruiting standpoint, if you don't have it figured out, then whenever you sit down in front of somebody and you're interviewing or when you're setting the appointment, or when you're doing any of these other things that you're doing, yeah. you're literally shooting from the hip. It's almost guaranteed that you're not going to deliver what you expected to deliver because you're not even going to remember in the appointment, what you talked about or in the interview, what you talked about. You're not going to remember what you told them on the appointment. When you were yeah. signing the paperwork, you're going to completely have forgotten about what it was. And, and so what you're going to say as a recruiting manager, you're going to say the top things that are important to you. And you're going to be like, man, this is exactly, you know, I, I nailed it on these three things because, you know, I know we're really good at delivering those things and my, and I'm, and that's what I'm passionate about. And that's what's in my heart. And I, and I know I'm going to deliver these things. Well, guess what? If you don't have it laid out and you don't have a plan, the three other things are what they really thought was important. There was yeah. three other things that you kind of just, maybe if you didn't have a plan and a process and didn't know how you were going to say what you were going to say and all it, then the next thing you know, you've you said you were going to deliver things. You don't even remember saying it and, and they're going to turn around and, and, uh, and they're going to expect those and you're going to be delivering hard on something else. And, and that's where that attrition comes from that, that you, that you talked about just a minute ago. Yeah, that's a great point. So, so set your ego aside, get a plan and stick to <clears> that plan. And the plan doesn't have to be, this is really critical. The plan doesn't have to be something brand new. You're figuring out, go through and look at what it is that you offer in your brokerage and build that into your conversations from an interview and appointment, uh, appointment and interview standpoint. Yeah. And the plan, yeah. And the plan doesn't have to be elaborate. Yep. Agreed. Right? It, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be like this big, this big <laughs> manual um, or, or, or handbook. You know, right. we're, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about a one, a one page document, right? Yep. There's, there, there's a book. I can't remember who wrote it. Um, I'll give them, I'll give them some credit, but it's called the one page marketing plan. And a lot of people think like, Oh my goodness, I got to have, I got to have all this, this entire 12 month calendar and, and yada, right. yada, yada built out. Um, but no, you can, you can build all that one page and it's the same thing with, um, with, with your, your recruiting plan. Right. Right. It's, it's nice to have something that's just 
you know, obviously, you know, the things that you do may take up more than one page, right. but a basic outline of whenever someone comes in, this is, this is where you shine. This is what your culture looks like. This is what you present to them. And if they like it, they like it. And if they don't, then thank goodness, thank goodness you communicated that and they're going to go to some other brokerage because uh, right. it wasn't the right fit. Right. So there's a, so that's where that whole magic wand comes in. And you and I have talked about it. You and I have talked about this before, Ben, you know, uh, asking them, you know, at the beginning, middle or end, wherever you can fit it in, you know, basically saying, Hey, listen, if there was a magic wand that I could wave and, and just make your real estate career better, yeah. what would be the one wish that you wish for? If you have a plan, whenever, the, whenever you ask that question and they say that, you're going to be able to very accurately describe what it is that, that you can do that can actually solve that, solve that problem for them. If you've got it all laid out in the plan, it's right there in front of you. You're not going to miss what could have been that best, uh, could have been that best answer, right? Yeah, and, and, the <clears throat> and the more of those that you do, the more you're going to be able to add to your plan. Right, and you're going to know what the market is asking for. Yeah, yeah you, you're going to have that one agent come to you and say, um, you know, well, you know, this just wasn't for me. And you do the follow, you do the follow and you say, can I, can I ask you, um, yeah. you know, why you went to that other brokerage? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I, they offered me this. And then you were, and then you, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. You know, and you hang up the phone and you're like, well, we offer, well, we offer that too. Right. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't bring, I didn't bring that up. I need to go right. to my plan, update that. And, and so that the next person, you know, I don't lose uh, because, you know, I, did, I didn't communicate our message well enough. Yep. So, so everybody's going to want, so the, the core of the plan, by the way, and I, and I know we've probably talked about this before in a podcast, but, but this is the, this is the core of the plan, right? Uh, so it's going to be uh, income and expenses, right? Your plan has to cover income and expenses. Your plan has to demonstrate your culture. You have to discuss training, how it's going to happen, whether you're going to do it or whether it's on them to, to do it. And you have to discuss leads. Okay. Your market, your, your plan has to cover all four of those things with, with anybody that you sit down with. Now, marketing is important in there and, and you know, tools and systems and, and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. But, but you'll notice if you start to look at those four things that, that I just said, if you start to look at it, everything else builds on those. There's other pillars that are going to funnel into those things that are going to strengthen and, and hold those four things up. Okay. Yeah. Income expenses, <clears throat> training, culture, and leads. Okay. So, and leads means how do you teach them how to prospect or do you have, you know, what is the breakdown on, on how leads work in your office? Do you have floor time, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. what you're basically doing is building out from each one of those four silos into all the other things that, that you do. And, uh, and so if you don't have a plan in place, just start with those things, build out one page, put four of those things on there right underneath it, how you deal with those things. And, uh, and that, and that'll be game changing in your conversation when you're sitting down for your actual interviews. Yeah, and, and and I know that we were speaking with a broker the other day, um, who emailed us and he asked us for um, you know some some personality tests. Yep. Um, and and this really comes into play too. You know, I have to imagine, right? Because I know I know you well. When you talk about you know income expenses, uh, culture, leads, and you know what was the fourth one? Uh, so so uh, income expenses, leads, culture, and training. Gotcha. Right. That probably matches some personality types. It does. Right. Right. Cause, yeah. cause all the big, all the big tests, you know, break down into four personality types. We got right. a podcast on personality types guys, go listen to it. Um, but that's a, that's a great way to, to build out that, that recruiting plan or that interview plan or that appointment plan. Uh, because you're offering something to each one of those personalities yep. and something's going to click and say, Oh yeah. Like, 
you know, your, your analytical people, they're going to say, wow, yeah, he really knew like everything about, you know, the income and expenses. I don't really care. I don't really care about leads. Like, you know, whatever, like those numbers mean everything to me. Right. Um, so, so if, 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 if someone, if someone has that plan, right. So you're, you know, you, you take, you take ownership of that follow up and that follow through, right. Now, now you've created, now you've created your plan. That person's coming aboard. What kind of system could, could someone put in place to say, okay, I've promised these things. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I make sure in the next month that like, I, I smack them in the face with this. Like they're, right. it's obvious that I'm delivering it. Yeah. So, so if you have a plan and you, and, and for all of your interviews, they all go the same way and all your appointments go the same way and somebody is hired. So you went through certain protocols for your appointment. You went through certain pro- protocols for your, uh, your interview. And then you step into that onboarding arena. If you have a plan, if everything's laid out and you've led the way that you're supposed to lead, then onboarding should be easy. It's literally just yeah. the delivery of all the things that you said were going to happen in those first two steps, which is what caused the person to say, hey, I want to be part of this team. This fits for me. This is what I'm looking for. This is where I want to be. It's, they, they were hired because they liked the way that those things flowed and they liked what you said. So your onboarding should just be delivering those things. It yeah. should be just... Yeah, I, I love that, and 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 that and that goes into play. We talk, you know, we talk about brand ambassadors, and yep. and when we say things, how you know, growth should be your company's culture, not just your manager's job. Yep. And that's where you know, if if you don't necessarily you don't necessarily shine in delivering one of those four things, mm-hmm. then that's where it's so important that you say that's okay, right? I just need to find a team a team member, right? I'm the leader. Yep. I'm going to take ownership of this. I'm not great at it. Maybe I'm the underperformer. Right. Right. So I'm going to find, I'm going to find that five-star person, whether it be another agent in my office or one of my, my staff um, who can, who can deliver um, that training or who can, who's, who's amazing at leads and can say, you know what? Yeah. I'll teach a class each, each month um, on, on, on how to get leads. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta weaponize your team. You gotta be a great leader. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's so crucial guys. Cause you have to, you have to understand that, um, you know, as, as you, br- as you bring these agents on, whenever you're interviewing them, of course, you know, you want to, you want to grow your brokerage and maybe in the back of your mind, all you're thinking is, um, Oh, cool. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting them at a, at a fair split. That's a win for them. It's a win for me. This is going to increase my company dollar, yada, yada, yada. My profitability is going to start going through the roof if I can get more agents like this, but you also need to be thinking, um, how can, how can this person help us, help us as a company? Yeah. Right. How can this, how can this person, you know, help us grow? What could they do besides, um, you know, close a lot of transactions that would actually be, you know, beneficial to, to, to our, to our brand, our culture and the other agents in the office. Right. Just atomic habits. We mentioned it all the time, right. With James clear, right. Everybody that comes in has to be that 1% better. Yeah. If they're that 1% better, everybody that comes on and you can help them level up just a, just a, a, a little bit. So, so one of, uh, uh, so one of our, uh, the people that we're dealing with, uh, you know, we just finalized like a $7 million producer yesterday. Right. So, so yeah. they came off of one of the protocols that we talked about, you know, everything was, everything was going really well, but they were trying to reel this person in. Okay. Yep. And so they got me, you know, they got me involved in the, in the conversation, right. I was happy to reach out to the, the person and talk to him a little bit about what was going on with that, with this company and why the company was a good choice for him. And, 
And <clears throat> one of the things that they one of the things that they said in the in the conversation to me was really telling of what had happened up until that point because they this person was a really productive person had just moved into the state from somewhere else you know maybe eighteen months ago had already been to two different real estate offices had almost oh, wow. joined another real estate office whenever they first <clears throat> whenever they first came into town and in each of those offices was glitz and glamour. Right. Oh, Each one of them said, Hey, this is what's going to happen. This is right. And, and then it wasn't. And, and they yeah. found out that what, the, what they were selling was independence, right? Which is, which is fine. But they found out what they were selling was independence. So, so the manager that I was helping, I had a, I had a conversation with him before I called the, before I called the agent. And he said something that was really telling that, uh, that I wanted to make sure that I brought up and that, that I made sure that I wanted to bring up in the, in the conversation. Every time that person was looking for, and he was, and this is a productive agent. Okay, this isn't somebody that you know came in with almost no sphere of influence from another state and just just automatically hit the ground running, right? Not to the level that yeah. you did whenever whenever you did it, but it was, but it, he's doing really well. And uh, and uh, and and they made a comment that you know this his guy was looking for leadership. He was looking for people to follow through with what they said they were going to do because that's how he did his business. And, and that's not exactly what the manager told me. And so whenever I called this guy, you know, I had to make an intro of why I'm involved in the situation. And so I talked to him for just a second. I said, you know, what I really wanted to talk to you about was, was leadership because, you know, I, I know you've struggled a little bit and, and I know this, this broker pretty well. And I want to talk to you a little bit about leadership. Do you have a few minutes of talking about that? We talked for 45 minutes about that. That was all we talked about was leadership oh, wow. and how important it was in that situation and in that <clears throat> role for him. Needless to say, the guy's coming on board. We got some details to work out, but he's but he's he's coming on board because the the manager listened closely enough in the interview process because that's what he was good at when he was an agent. He was really good at building rapport and getting people to open up. So whenever I talked to him, I was like, so tell me a little bit more about you know what happened, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then finally he came across that nugget that was that was hidden in there. And I was like, that's it. That's what we're going to key in on. That's the conversation we're going to have. And so I hung up with him, you know, you know me before I forgot about it, right? So I hung up with him and, uh, and called, the, called the other guy and said, hey, listen, you got just a minute. You know, I just really want to talk to you about leadership for just a second and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, here's who I am and whatever. Had a great conversation with the guy. Like I said, probably about 45 minutes. We got off of the, we got off the call and I called the manager back. The manager was stoked because the guy was just on the fence before I, before I called, right. He was, he was interviewing two other yeah. companies. wasn't sure where he was going to go and all that. All of that came from me being able to, uh, first of all, I have a plan of how I have conversations with people like that. Right. But, but second of all, because that manager was following what we discussed in, in appointments and interviews, he was able to get information that we were able to kind of finalize that, that situation with the person. That all boils down to that manager was just leading and, and listening well and knew he didn't know something and was able to speak up and say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. I need a little bit of help with that. So I was able to call the other guy and, and, and make the connection, which is which was huge. Yeah. And you, and you know what I you know what I absolutely love about that is I think I think a lot of brokers, uh, broker owners, even managers, recruiters, you know, they feel like, oh, gosh, you know, if if I was recruiting a, a $7 million producer, like you're talking about, that's what you said, right? Seven, yeah, seven, yeah, $7 million. Per, probably the last thing that they would want to hear from me um, would be something on leadership, yeah. right? They're, they're just, they, they've got it figured out. Yep. You know, they're, 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 they're doing 7 million, right? They just want, 
you know, they're, they're really looking for like an office space for me, you right. know, may, maybe some free signs, you know, you yeah. know, just things, you know, maybe, maybe just um, a, a better split because, you know, there's, they're, they're a big producer. Right. They need and, their money. They need their money to go, to go do something else. Right. They need their money to go do whatever it is. And that, that's not what this guy was looking for. Yeah, exactly. Knows, and I love that. Yeah. But that comes from people listening and having a plan, right? So, so this manager, you know, he's so Terry. I keep calling him this manager. So, so what Terry did is he he followed the interview protocol and asked certain questions, and that opened up that door. So, and, and I'm positive if he would have not done it that way, he wouldn't be getting that guy. That, that yeah. they would have never come across that part of the conversation. So, yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, I just think I think that I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that story. So, so basically, you know, the, you know, the, the leader just has to, you know, uh, of course they have to be prepared, but they've also got to practice what they preach. You know, you and I talk about that all the time, right? You can't just, you can't just act like you're going to, you're going to do those things. You got to get out there and do them. And, and if you're telling your agents, get out of your comfort zone and grow, then you as the, you as the manager, you as the broker owner, you as the recruiter, you got, you got to be willing to do that. You got to be willing to do the same thing and and you'll succeed if you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's what, you know, it's what you believe in. Right. Right. If you're not, if you're not doing it, people are going to say, uh, he does, he or she doesn't, doesn't believe in that anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. Why should I do it if, if they're not doing it? And, and, and that comes with, you know, the getting out of your comfort zone is almost, you know, it may be equivocal, um, to taking a risk. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't believe in what you're doing you know, then, then, yeah. then you're, you're not going to take any risks to try and grow it. Right. And on the flip side, if you, let's say you think you believe you know what you're doing, but you're not out there taking risks or trying to grow or, or trying new things, you, you may need to take a look in the mirror and say, you know, I just, maybe, maybe I don't believe in, in, in what I'm trying to accomplish here. Am I a brokerpreneur? Yeah, exactly. Am I really a brokerpreneur or, or am I just an agent that wants some, to hire somebody else so they'll pay my bills? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so Ben, so how do people, uh, how do people get information on this podcast? I know you said we're going to put some stuff in the description and everything, right? Yeah, absolutely guys. So, um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Ditcher, Steezer, Ditcher and Steezer (laughs) and Donner and Blitzen (laughs) and Stitcher, uh, make sure you hit that button then subscribe to the subscribe to the podcast if you're watching this on youtube uh, do the same thing hit that red button and subscribe to the podcast um, hit the bell right beside of it you'll get notified every single time that we put out an episode um guys if 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 if, if you want a little bit more detail or you want to you want to talk to to matt and i and really um you know figure out how you can take your brokers to the next level uh, go to prospect boomerang com today uh, there's green there's green buttons on that page that say schedule free consultation uh, click that button our welcome specialist will be in touch with you um you know right after that or maybe even matt maybe matt maybe matt will call you uh, <laughs> right Killed two from, birds from one the summer. smurf village <laughs> that's right <laughs> calm down there gargamel <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's awesome uh, but yeah um just click that button and, uh, and, 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 and fill out that form and, and we'll be in touch with you and, and, and see what we can do to, to help you grow your business one way or the other. So we'd, uh, income, we'd, we'd income tar it. Yeah, we would, <laughs> in, we would love, <laughs> we would love to talk to you. So, uh, Matt, you know, we, we, do, we, we, we do these podcasts, you know, we, 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 we share the knowledge in our brains. Um, and we offer these, these free things to everyone for one reason and one reason alone. And what is that? Because we just want to be part of their win. 